You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This, this is the Porpoise Pod. It's a podcast with a purpose. All dolphins, all the time. Touchdown! Now, here's your host, Brendan Tobin and Alejandro Solana. Porpoise Pod, welcome on in, everybody. Brendan Tobin here alongside my co host, Alejandro Solana. And sometimes, listen, when you record these podcasts, timing just lines up mwah, perfectly. And uh, uh, right as we get to our recording booth, we find out the new Solana, the grand petty of them all. A hell of a Sunday night football matchup. Yes, sir. 12, Tua v. Herbert, Dolphins versus Chargers. How excited are you? Let's go, baby. We got it. Not only Tua versus Herbert, but prime time, Tobin. Prime time. That fourth quarter interception by herbert the inevitable fourth quarter int by herbert to seal it will come under the lights on sunday night football even better even better there's been a lot of social media frauds exposed lately you know elon musk the liver king Mm -hmm. you know and now (laughs) justin herbert social media quarterback about to be exposed be showing two is going to show him some real quarterbacking what it's all about. All these people who said a generational mistake, the Miami Dolphins. What a what a catastrophe this franchise may not taking this guy. Well, now we're gonna see what's what right there for all the country to watch. It is a beaut. It's funny you bring up the Liver King because I went into like a deep dive uh right after the show today, an hour-long YouTube video exposing the Liver King. But we we could talk about that another time. Exposing Justin Herbert just uh just you know brings a smile to my face, Tobin. It is going to bring such a smile to my face when Tua outplays the bum Justin Herbert on primetime football. I, I cannot, I cannot wait, man. I cannot wait. I am so excited for these next three games. I mean, like every game we've been talking about, it, this is the most exciting dolphin season in a long time. But now, like, the stakes are raising. You have Mike McDaniel talking about nothing like competitive December football. A lot of Dolph fans, they worry about the old December swoon. And I don't feel that, man. I just feel like this team really can compete with anybody. And you had to think with these upcoming three matchups, what games are going to be better than these in the in the next three weeks between Dolphins-Niners, Dolphins-Chargers, and Dolphins and Bills? I thought Dolphins-Bills probably had a chance – I imagine the Bills probably complain because nighttime, you know, just too many elements. You just never know with night. So they they probably uh, they probably bowed out. <laughs> it's got to be 1 p.m. And it's got to be a perfect, like, cool 65 degrees. If not, Bills fans don't want to hear about the game. And, and the excuse machine starts getting cranked for Josh Allen. Right. It, it doesn't happen if that's the case. So, look, we'll take it. I mean, I would have liked Dolphins-Bills. But you know what? I'm fine with this because – 
I think this is uh this one's personal. You know, this is this is what what everybody would have laughed at a year ago if you would have said Herbert versus Tua. Oh, of course, I'll take Herbert. Now it gets to now you really get to make it a debate over uh, over over the week. It's the last football game of the day. And uh, oh, and by the way, also bumps that Patrick Mahomes out of there, so that'll make all those KC fans nutty. Because uh, uh, how could you bump the great Patrick Mahomes? I'll tell you why. Because nobody wants to see him versus Russell Wilson. The guy sucks. His own teammates <laughs> don't want him out there. Yeah, let's uh, let's see the MVP work. All right, let's see the MVP on Sunday Night Football. Uh, we we've all seen Patrick Mahomes enough. Guess what? We'll see you in the playoffs. All right, yeah. Patty. We'll see you in the playoffs, Patty. But right now, let's let the MVP work under the lights, under the primetime lights. And, uh, and, and you know, Tobin, there's business to be settled. You know what it, I mean? There's there business are. to be settled with a lot of the bums that you were mentioning, the national media, even some Dolphins fans who, you know, I still get the text, Tobin, that they'd still trade Tua for, Tur- uh, Tua for Herbert right now. Listen, you won't be saying that come week 14 of the NFL. I hope you're not friends with those people. Like, are these people that you have to interact with? Are these are these people no, that? No, no, no. These are just these are just the the five sixty text. Oh yeah, well, yeah. the worst. <laughs> I mean the I mean the, you want to you want to talk about a, a a different breed. Ever since I've come over from seven ninety, the five sixty texters and and callers. Holy crap! <laughs> There's guys who are just like I, I don't like the way this McDaniel talks. Oh, you don't? You tell me you didn't watch him mic'd up and say that was the greatest four minutes you've ever spent in your life. Clock. 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 Nice. <laughs> like he is, dude, Beautiful. He is. He's so great. And I loved every piece of that. Um, I, I love the fact that, you know, we got the anecdote, of course, this week. We talked about it with, uh, with, uh, with CBS that's gone viral about Tua saying, you know, do I suck? And Mike McDaniel giving him a 700 play highlight reel. <laughs> You know, what overkill. It's overkill of love. <laughs> and he, uh, and so now we, we, but like you actually get insight into, you get a look-see at this because, you know, you can just tell like that he's making fun of him and making fun of his high school technique. And, I and love that so much. I love so that good. so much. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, he goes, you know what? But you had that swag. And he was like, that's all I heard was swag. He goes, if you need to be told you have swag, you probably don't. <laughs> I just love it. They just jost at each other. But the best part, the best part, as he's walking away, and he knows he's mic'd up. That's cool. But he walks away and he goes, That kid's a savant. Oh, a savant, dude. A savant. Who talks like this? Who, what, what coach quarterback relationship is like this? The way he goes to the way his mind works, savant. Beautiful. What a what a what a tandem. It's incredible considering Tobin a year ago this week, right? A year ago, week 12 of the NFL to think that Dolphins fans were thinking we've got ourselves a good coach in Brian Flores and we haven't figured out the quarterback yet. We haven't figured out the quarterback yet. And then you go, you, you, you uh, fast forward to week 17 or week 16 last year, Dolphins are in Tennessee and Tua doesn't play well. He's losing the ball in uh, in Tennessee, the cold weather. You know, like all those narratives kind of build up, especially in that game. And it was fair, like he did not play well. No. And it's crazy to think back to that game, right? Where if 
the Dolphins do win that game. If Tua comes out, plays a better football game, the team plays better, they win that game. We're in a situation right now where Brian Flores, the, the Dolphins make the playoffs last year. Brian Flores is probably still your head coach because you don't fire him if he makes the playoffs last year. And who knows who the quarterback is this year. It could be Tua, but it could probably still be that same version of Tua we were seeing last year behind a head coach and coordinators that you know didn't trust him and weren't maximizing his potential. But instead, Tua loses that or The Dolphins lose that game in large part because of how Tua played. And you're now sitting with arguably the most exciting, or maybe not even arguably anymore, the most exciting head coach in the NFL who was giving us just goosies galore on a weekly basis, as you'd say, and Tua Tungabailoa in the MVP conversation. So if, if you want my, my, uh, my analysis, Tua blew that game in Tennessee. Really? Tua wow. blew that game in Tennessee. He wanted he out from Flores. He knew. Yeah, I've I've read. Uh, you know, I've been I've been catching up on my QAnon, uh, my Tuanon sources. Expect us. Tua blew that game in Tennessee. Wow. He had Maybe. it all. Can't he had it, it all planned out, baby. He had it all well, planned look, out. This is why he's a savant. This is why he just he's he's ten steps ahead of everybody. But you do you remember like back in the day, like think about the head coaches that have been at Flores. I thought he was an okay coach gruff you know like you know the, didn't f with him you know remember there were times where he was gonna go fight people i, I kind of like that from floors i dug him on the sidelines um but remember adam gase he'd sit there alone pity party all by himself on the sideline he's playing sudoku right. rather than than playing paying attention to the defense dude mike mcdaniel's so involved with the defense it's just from a hype standpoint you know he's just up with everybody he goes he's just going up to duke riley He's going up to Atlanta Rodgers. He goes more, just do more, more, <laughs> and you just you could just feel the you know you just feel that he's vibing with everybody from that standpoint. And uh, it was it was just it was a really really cool uh, look because we all see the quirky guy on the podium, and we got a little bit of him on the sideline. But I I really I dug getting to to get a view of that. It's been it's been cool some of the the looks we've gotten into the Dolphins this year. I feel like the NFL is going to want to have a mic'd up every game now because like, I, I don't remember. And you know, maybe I'm not paying attention to that NFL films, Twitter account or, or whatever it was that, that posted that, but maybe I, you know, I don't follow them. So I don't see all the stuff that they're posting, all the content that they're po- uh, posting, but I can't remember this much traction on a video as compared to what is happening right now with the Mike McDaniel stuff. Like it is, in, in Miami and you know like Miami fans on, on social media are oh, it's like crazy. another breed. Yeah, we're another breed. Uh but the amount of like traction, the way people are digging what McDaniel is doing on the sideline and and that content that the NFL is able to to push out from there, like they're gonna want this dude mic'd up every single week, especially if the Dolphins keep winning. Yeah, they do this FedEx air. Like you can't put Tua in these categories. It's not fair. Because they're just going to swarm these polls. Dolphins fans you, just uh, just take over. It's not even you, close. You have no shot. Like they, uh, <laughs> if you have a network MVP that you want to give out, congratulations. It's going to Tua Tungabella. If you want to make it fair, maybe make it Tua versus Tyreek Hill, and then you'll have yourself a real conundrum. But other than that, if it's Tua against anybody, you're screwed. It's you. I've already ruined your poll. He's going to win. It's crazy, right, how um, kind of going back to what I was saying a year ago, this was such a polarizing figure. You were It was like uh, elections. It, you were either pro-Tua or anti-Tua, and it felt, Tobin, like it was split, right? Like maybe there was more pro-Tua people. People just wanted to see him succeed and, and weren't out on him. But the other day after the win, I was on Dolphins Reddit, 
and I'm, I'm scrolling through and some dude posted this paragraph where he says, hey, I'm a lifelong Dolphins fan. My family had season tickets since 66 and I moved to Melbourne, Florida like two decades ago. So I haven't been to a Dolphins game in forever. And he said he went to the game on Sunday versus the Texans. And he says he's never experienced as much love and as much enthusiasm for a player in his lifetime as a Dolphins fan. And that includes Marino as when Tua took the field. He said the way people were like, he's like, the stadium just started rocking when Tua and the offense took the field and the MVP chance for Tua. Like he says he's never experienced anything like it. So, you know, compared to what we where we were at last year to now, the way that this fan base has rallied around him and obviously winning cures everything. Right. But it, it it's hard to comprehend that. Like if you would have told either of us two years ago, fans would be chanting MVP for Tua at Hard Rock Stadium in a meaningless you know, 30 point victory against, against Houston, not meaningless, but you know what I mean? Like there was no stakes in that game. You, you would have been like, no, you're crazy. There's, there's no way, but that's where we're at right now. Where this fan base has fallen in love with McDaniel and Tua. He's got such an interesting thing to him because, you know, he comes into the league, super famous, like basically since he burst onto the national scene, he's a star, but you know, like so was Trevor Lawrence. Uh, but Trevor Lawrence just doesn't have the quality of it factor, I think, that Tua does in that, you know, he's kind of not – even with, like, the Urban Meyer stuff, like, you know, you, you hear Trevor Lawrence, anything interesting that around him? No, they're kind of just like, oh, it's a clown show with Urban Meyer, whatever. <laughs> but Tua's had adversity to go through. He's had doubters. He's lefty. You know, it's like there's just – is he big enough to play in the league? And, and so, like, he has a lot of things that can kind of go against him, even though people wanted him for two years down here. We were doing tank for Tua. He was the can't-miss prospect. Yeah. But there were things about his, you know, physical nature that people were like, ah, is that going to work in the league? And I just think that, you know, on top of all of the bull bleep that he had to deal with last year, he's now got a quality of, oh, now he's Miami's guy, and you know how this city is where, oh, you're going to doubt our, our guys? This is going back to big three heat. This yep. is going back to 90s Canes. He's going to get into that echelon of, oh, you don't think two is as good as Joe Burrow, or you don't think that he's as good as Mahomes or Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen? Well, F you, dude, because that's <laughs> our guy. And let me tell you something right now. He's better than all of them, and he's going to expose your little protege there Justin Herbert, who nobody wanted. He was uh, – you, you want to talk about a bridesmaid in that draft. It was like, oh, I guess we'll take Herbert. Get out of here. You know what? That is such a good point. Like, d- make this city believe on a national level that you don't believe in one of their guys or that you're doubting one of our guys or that you're hating on one of our guys. And watch watch how the city of Miami – watch how the, the, the southern Florida – rallies the bleep around somebody to just come into your face and tell you we told you so if there's one thing i've learned the city is very petty tobin very very petty petty. and uh and and we embrace it we embrace it we were once at a at a at a heat game you maybe you started this because you did start the lebron is tired chant one time but we were (laughs) once at a heat game based on words that paul pierce said many years retired as an nba analyst and we serenaded in Dwayne wade's last home game Paul Pierce sucks and he was nowhere to be found, but we just wanted everybody to know he sucks. And so, because we're not taking that slight of you saying that to, to our, our, our sports God 
Dwayne Wade, you know? Well, so, so I, I so, think Tua, Tua's got a lot of that. You know, I think a lot of that South Florida is vibing with with him. I don't know how I'm going to be able to pull this off in the booth, but a Chris Sims sucks chant would oh, just sit man. right with me, Tobin. Dude, you know I don't what? know about you, but that, that would sit real nice with me. I, it would sit nice with me. When we come back, we'll get into <laughs> this. Chris. I, I heard a lot of uh, – I hear more of this. I got the rabbit ears on this. And also – as we turn our attention to this week, because we're very excited about the flex, we got a big one coming up this week. We got beef. Oh, we got we got social media beef amongst yeah. former teammates in this Mike McDaniel reunion game coming up against the 49ers as the Porpoise Pod swims on after this. Porpoise Pod swimming on as Tobin and Solana getting ready for, we got ourselves Dolphins and 49ers. The McCochin Bowl is coming up here. He goes back to his old stomping grounds. Uh, against the Niners and Solana, we had a, a little bit of a little bit of rifty rift. A little beef is is a brewing amongst uh, former teammates here uh, to give the backstory. So this this story comes out from uh, I believe his name is Tyler Dune. Uh, he writes this story and he interviews uh, some of the current uh, Dolphins about this offense in comparison to the last year's 49ers offense. One of those people being Raheem Mostert. And Mostert had said something to the uh, effect of it's going to be spooky and we got a quarterback and he can sling it. So everybody took this as a slight to Jimmy G and Debo Samuel, current uh, 49ers star, also a, a, a protege of one Mike McDaniel, really flourished under Mike McDaniel. He took offense to what Raheem Mostert said about Tua Tungabailoa. Now, just in fairness to Raheem, what was said was, uh, now Raheem did come out and he said, you know, that people are, this is clickbait. I didn't take any shots. I was just praising our guy. But Debo, he didn't care about that. He said, Raheem, be real with yourself. A couple laughing, crying emojis. So uh, beef's a brewing, dude. It, it, it's getting it's getting hot, hot and nasty going into this game. That's getting a little dicey. I like it, though. I, I You know what? I like it. The Raheem Mostert revenge game. I, yep. I I, I kind of I, I like how this is setting up, you know, the McDaniel narrative going back. The the student owns a teacher, right? I mean that that's in place, and then now Moster Jeff Wilson get to go back there and uh, and put on a little show. Tobin, I mean, I like how it's setting up here for the Dolphins. I do too, because you know, like all the players are going to really start talking to the media tomorrow or on Wednesday, whenever you guys are listening to this. And you know, Mike McDaniel, he loves Debo Samuel. Remember at one point after he got the job, him and Debo Samuel, they were uh, out having, I believe, a brunch in Miami, yep. you know, enjoying each other's company. But he loves nobody more than Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert. He lo- that's his guy, Raheem Mostert. Brought him. Brought, brought him over. Brought him. And he's got his whole Niners crew with between him, Jeff Wilson Jr. is here now, Sherfield, Craycraft. Craycraft. That's right. That's his crew. Wes Welker. And so – you know that they're having a little group chat of Kyle Shanahan overrated. That's probably the title of it. <laughs> and you know they're all talking smack about Debo Samuel and his loud and his and his loud Twitter thumbs. Shanahack. Yep. Kyle Shanahack. Daddy's boy. Talk about <laughs> nepotism. You know, this Mike McDaniel had to earn it from the bottom, you know, as a ball boy. What we Shanahan had golden ball boy. That's what he got to be. Came out of some golden balls. And now all of a sudden he's all oh, he's the genius. What has he done? This, as far as I'm concerned, they're, they're neck and neck. 
can I, uh, can I, you know, just offer up a little, uh, a little optimism going into this game because I've fallen victim here to the Niners little win streak or whatever. Like they've, uh, I think they've won five of their last six and the only loss is to the chiefs. Um, Tobin, I, I was looking through their schedule. They kind of haven't beat anybody. Can, I don't know if you've done this yet. I don't know if you've, you've done I'm this not. little exercise yet, but all right, let, let's run through some of their wins. Their most recent win against the Saints. 13 points against New Orleans. If you ask me, that's a disappointment. If you ask me. I mean, come on, dude. I mean, 13 points. They held them scoreless. We know the Niners' defense is really good. We know. They beat the Cardinals. Okay, big deal. I mean, their their quarterback is playing Call of Duty nonstop. Right. Could have been uh, some Fortnite. Who knows? They beat, they beat the Chargers. Okay. I mean, you know, we'll we'll have that checked off in two weeks no big deal the rams are the worst returning super bowl team in the history of the nfl hungover they lost to the chiefs they lost to the falcons and and then they beat the panthers and the rams one more time i mean that's it they beat they they beat the the 49ers i mean but i don't even think garoppolo was playing at that point um so i I mean I, i guess he did play in that game i just checked are we well, really that impressed? Like, what what's their what's their season defining victory there? What they I, beat the Super Bowl defending champs twice. They beat the Chargers at home, twenty two to sixteen. Like, who have they beaten that you're saying, uh oh, like this is this is a, a a contending team? I think it's very hard in the NFL to have a signature win really that impresses anybody unless you've beaten the Chiefs. I thought it was supposed to be the Bills, but apparently it's discredited because of temperature. <laughs> but, um. I think it's hard. Like if people are doing this with the dolphins too. Like I was listening to that, uh, that idiot Bart Scott today and he was <laughs> like, well, who have they been? And, and then he's like saying, basically the dolphins are going to go on a five game losing streak. Cause now the real competition starts. Okay. Not acknowledging that they've already beaten the bills. Um, but I would say that the thing that I find funny about this, look, the Texans are awful. We all know this. I'm not trying to, you, you should have done everything you did against them and probably even more impressively in that second half, whatever. But the Lions, first of all, this Tony Romo was orgasmic talking to Jim Nance about, Jim, the Lions are for real. And they probably should have beaten the Bills. Justin Fields has been the toast of the town of the NFL the second half of the season. Everybody loves him. He was amazing against the Dolphins. Yeah. And they beat them. Cleveland, they just beat Tom Brady. It's not like they're full of bums. They have a lot of talented players on that team. It's not one of the worst teams in the league. I'm not trying to say they beat, you know, uh, Leroy Hordes, Cleveland Browns, or any kind of monster like that. But listen, they're 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 they got decent talent all over the place, and everybody knows it. So I don't think the Dolphins have had some like cream puff schedule. I'm very impressed that they've gone through this and they haven't lost any games. And I do think that yeah, they should have won of all all these games, but. You know, to, to sit here and be like, oh, man, the Dolphins, they've gotten to beat a bunch of one-win teams. Not the case. And also, they're putting up 30-plus on all these teams. Nobody else is doing that. This 49ers team, you're having to eke out wins against Andy Dalton. Get the hell out of here. Plus, the Dolphins did what they're supposed to do. I told you, that's why I'm so impressed. This team never would have done that in, in years past. They never would have gone 5-0 and during this stretch, ever. And, and... You have to figure out how to win close games. Like to me, that that's a huge proponent of how you're going to be able to win down the stretch of an NFL season. Because you know, come playoff time, these games are tight. You know, you don't blow out teams in the playoffs very rarely. So 
if anything, to me, the fact that they're able to go into to Detroit at Ford Field and be down in the in the in the first half and then come back, shut out the the Lions and just have two a throw for a million yards, be down versus the Bears and come back and win that game. Like to me, that's that if anything, that that helps their case as one of the better teams in the NFL. Not only that, but it's like, hey, dum dums. They started off three and oh. <laughs> and then they lost their quarterback, who we're all acknowledging is an MVP candidate by odds and by credentials this year. He didn't play in three games. Those are the games they've lost. What are we talking about here? That they've, they've had a cream puff schedule. Shut up. It's all of you. You're all stupid. You sound stupid. You are stupid. And by the way, Chris Sims, don't think I didn't see what you said. Oh, what, what, let me get this for you. This, this <laughs> dummy. He says, now the Dolphins have to be recognized as a force. Now? Oh, oh okay. really? Okay, okay dude. Well, okay. I was so glad you were impressed. This, I will tell you this. This was the least impressive Dolphins game of the season. And that's what they have to be recognized as a force for? You know what needs to be recognized as a force? Your forehead. That's what needs to be recognized <laughs> as a force. Shut up, dude. It is It is pretty big. I mean, oh, I have a, it's, I've it's got a big forehead, but I mean, that, that dude, that, that dude's got a huge noggin, nah, bro. Dude, listen, I, I'm not, I got, I don't have a small noggin either, but those guys are in another, they're in another weight class. All right. You and I, we're Manny Pacquiao. That's Riddick Bo. Okay. That's heavyweight style. It's, now it's just... they beat the Texans. Now they're a force. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Chris. Oh, really? thanks. They got to eight and three and all but locked up a, a playoff berth. Now we have to take them serious. Way to really go out on a limb there, Chris Sims. Way to really put your foot out there for the Dolphins. Way to do what, it. What? I, I, uh, he, he just, he gets my blood boiling. I am annoyed. And also, by the way, Niners, all these guys rallying around Jimmy G. You guys didn't want him. Okay. You didn't even let him practice in the summer. You know, what, what kind of a, who treats somebody like this? Somebody you've been to a Super Bowl with, you won't let him practice? Not even a few snaps? You make Nothing. him kick, you, you make him sit over there with the kickers because you wanted to play Trey Lance. By the way, thanks for that trade, dummies. We'll take <laughs> Jalen Waddell. We'll take Tyreek Hill. We'll take Bradley Chubb. We'll also take Jeff Wilson Jr. for a fifth round pick, Tobin. Yeah. For a fifth round pick. Let me tell you something. Hey, be, <laughs> I, I tell you what, John Lynch, do yourself a favor. Make sure you eat lunch. Before the game starts, because otherwise, I'm pretty sure Chris Greer is going to go up and take your lunch money. <laughs> go out there; they'll trade you a, a, a already pre-chewed piece of gum, and he'll probably come out with a five-course meal. That's how he does with you. Fleeces you, dude. He's the shepherd; you're the sheep. Get ready, San Francisco. It's coming for you, dude. This whole league doesn't know what's in for him, Solana. We're pumping it up, dude. Let's go, baby. Nine and three. Nine and three, Tobin. Nine and three. We'll talk to you guys after a win.